This is Nick Gary. You're listening to the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. A uh, yuck? <laughs> Listen to the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast, hashtag YYCP, with host Jake Hirsch on SoundCloud or subscribe on iTunes. Be sure to visit us at www.yuckyucks.com. Twitter. Twitter. And follow us on Twitter using hashtag YYCP. What's going on, my little yuckamaniacs? This is your host, Jake Hurst. Thank you for listening to the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. I tell you right now, uh, absolute labor of love, folks. Labor of love, this show. I, I just love interviewing people. There's nothing better than just sitting down with somebody in a very... Uh, uh, just relaxed environment, uh, you know, as long as you're getting along with the person, you don't want this to be an uptight thing. Uh, but there's nothing like sitting down with somebody and just listening to them, pour their heart out, talk about random stuff, talk about, um, you know, just whatever it is that they have to talk about. I think it's just, it's fascinating stuff to listen to people. Um, and I got a chance to do that this sat this past Saturday. I got to sit down with uh, my good friend, my good buddy, my good uh, compadre there, Mr. Hunter Collins. Now I haven't seen Hunter in it's uh, about a year. I think it's been about a year, maybe a little bit over. Uh, but it falls in line uh, in a very cool way with uh, uh, you know Cal Post because, as you guys know, uh, Hunter and Cal are roommates. And uh, and I got to sit down with Cal again and, and do a podcast. And this was no different. I got to sit down with Hunter. We got to spend a couple hours together on a Saturday afternoon. The uh, the 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 mood was right. The jokes were ripe, and uh, and the conversation was great. Now we this isn't just like a normal, uh, you know, how did you get your career started type interview. This is more about uh, you know what's been going on in the past year. What are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on that? So uh, it's not as interview formatted as uh, one might say, but it is uh, in a sense a traditional podcast. I guess it's just a couple of couple of peeps sitting around the old campfire they're talking 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 shop is that what they say talking shop uh no we were at the yuck yucks condo actually hanging out and and hunter was sitting there in a pair of shorts that his testicles were hanging out of and quite frankly i felt very uncomfortable and i'm joking <laughs> i'm joking buddy no he actually makes a crack about that uh in the interview uh Yes, yes. Uh, no, it was uh, it was a great time. Uh, I got to sit down. I didn't. I was planning on coming in to town on Sunday to visit him. My uh, my daughter got sick. She was camping, and I'm just going to tell you this story really quickly. Um, yeah, my daughter decided to go camping with her boyfriend, and uh, and they were going to go out to uh, I don't know. It's probably about an hour outside of town or something like that. A couple hours or something like that. Uh, and you know, and as people know, I live pretty much on the base of the Rocky Mountains. Um, so there's no shortage of places to go around here to camp and, uh, and to go hang out and stuff like that, uh, to go adventure hiking and, uh, you know, trails and stuff like that. So they went out to go camping. I had, uh, the, uh, Hershey de la Casa, uh, to myself. Um, I, uh, you know, had a couple of beers, uh, you know, a little pizza action, but of course I said, Hey, listen, you know, text me, call me if there's anything wrong, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'll come help you. I'll wrestle a bear. I'll do whatever the hell it takes. Uh, Hey, you know, don't worry, dad, you know, it's going to be great. We've got all the supplies we need. We went, you know, shopping the whole nine yards. So they're out there for a couple of nights and the first or the second night, uh, they come out of the bush to call and they say, Hey, listen, everything's fine. Everything's great. We're having a good time. 
I did some fishing, da da da. We're going back in. We don't have cell service. I'm like, all right, great. Hey, that's awesome. You know, I'm glad everything's having, you know, you guys are having a blast the whole nine yards. So Saturday, I kind of, you know, I get into a little bit of fun here at the house. I, uh, you know, start uh, uh, popping back the beers and, uh, you know, getting a little dangerous here, watching a little bit of Netflix. And uh, I pass out probably, I don't know, about uh, one o'clock in the morning. Now, I usually have like the do not disturb thing and I have a call list. You know, if it's something important, if it's somebody important that, you know, family member or something like that that's going on, then, you know, I can, my phone will ring in the middle of the night if it's an emergency. Uh, I didn't have my daughter's boyfriend's number programmed on that list. So uh, she, her phone was dead. So they tried using his phone and she got really sick, got super sick. And uh, so needless to say, I wake up at about five o'clock in the morning and uh, I look at my phone and it's just, you know, there's like three missed calls. Uh, 10 text met. I mean, I'm losing my shit. I'm thinking there's a bear attack. There's, you know, but then I thought, okay, well, it's good that I'm hearing from them in a sense of, you know, uh, but it, I just, it felt weird not getting a call from my daughter. You know, I thought, okay, why is, why is only Aiden calling me? Why is only Aiden texting me? I'm going down the rabbit hole here, folks, but it's part of the story. So just pay attention. God damn it. So I'm freaking out. I, you know, open the text message right away and it says, Hey dad, it's Jasmine. I'm calling from Aiden's phone. And, uh, here's the deal. I got super sick. I got the flu. I don't know what's going on. It just hit me like a, a brick wall and I'm coming home. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're going to call it a night. Um, so don't freak out if someone's in the house at four o'clock in the morning, you know, I don't want you to go out there and start, you know, snapping necks. And so, you know, I'm like, okay, I, I look at the phone and I just think, okay, oh, you know, everything's starting to register. It's starting to filter through. I'm starting to get clarity. I'm like, okay, good. Everything's fine. Everything's good. Let me go check if she's home. So I run down the hallway to her room, and of course she's in there sleeping. And, and I'm just like, oh dear God, thank God, thank God. You know what? There's there's people out there right now that, uh, you know, life is a weird thing where you never feel like you would ever have that type of a connection with with another human being um, that you have with a child with one of your kids. And I know that there's people that say, oh, well, you can have three or four kids or five kids. No, you still have a bond with each one of your children. Like there's no doubt about it. The love that you have for your child. So when you see something happen or you think the worst and you get a, you know, a phone blown up with missed calls and text messages and it's just, it's horrifying to jumpstart your heart uh, like that at, uh, at three o'clock in the morning. And for the people that know me, know that my heart probably can't keep taking too many big tickets there. I'm a big boy. So, uh, you know, I'm sure I've, uh, you know, every time I, uh, I go grab one of those mocha fraps from Starbucks, I'm knocking about 10, 10 months off my life probably. So I, I can't really risk a lot of blast to the ticker anymore. You know, I got to keep this sucker whole, uh, and, and thank God everything was fine. And, 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 you know, she's been sick, but Hey, the story ended up well, I just thought I'd share that with you. Cause I just, I was blown away just that, you know, you, the fear you get, you know, when you think something's happened horribly and, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's crazy. It's been a crazy week anyway. Uh, Hey, back to this. I I'm so honored. I want to bring this stuff up really quickly as well. I'm really excited to, to, to launch this entire thing here, folks. Uh, we are launching, it's going to be here at the Calgary yuck yucks. Um, Hey, and by the way, if there's any other clubs out there that want me to do some shout outs and, and some advertising or whatever, 
give Jakey a tweet here. I will be more than happy to uh, to mention whatever you got coming on at the clubs all across. So you know what? I think we're going to look into that. I'm going to contact executive producer Kira, and we are going to get to the bottom of this. Let's do some promos all across the country. Let's announce some shows. Damn it. We've got the Friday Late Show with Tyler Middleton, good buddy of mine from X92.9. He's the morning host, uh, host of... Uh, of uh, Tyler and Lynch in the mornings, very popular uh, show here in Calgary. And I could not be more proud. I've been producing the show with him and uh, of course, Scott Robertson. And uh, we're all, it's all going down over at the club here in Calgary. Uh, of course, uh, my amazing friend, uh, Miss Angie, who uh, just runs just the best club in the country. I'm so, I said it, I said, it. you want me to get, take it back now? I can't, it's out there. Anyway, it, that just means you guys have to invite me out to the rest of the clubs across the country. Please, I want to come see Canada. Anyway, uh, as I mentioned, the Friday Late Show with Tyler Middleton, this is going to be, we're bringing it back, Canada. We're, we're doing a Tonight Show type of a formatted show. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be brilliant. Think, you know, uh, Larry Sanders uh, slash Jimmy Kimmel slash, you know, Eric Andre. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to tell you more about it. We've got a meeting tomorrow. I've got people excited about this. We've got some amazing writers as well that are coming on board to help us with this. I think it's just absolutely uh, amazing that so many people are going to be involved. And I think this is going to be a huge hit. So I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and call it. I'm doing the whole Babe Ruth. I'm pointing to the right field. This is It's going to be a home run. So I'm looking forward to uh, telling you guys where to find that first show. Uh, if you're not in Calgary, you're missing out on this show. It's seven September 16th uh, at the Calgary Yuck Yucks, the Friday Late Show with Tyler Middleton, folks. Um, and there's some more shows we're going to be announcing soon. So, again, the offer is there all across the country. You guys got some shows you want to announce, stuff you want to promo. Let's do it. Send it in. Tweet it. Whatever it is, I will say it out here to the the, the millions, the millions listening around the world of the Yucks listeners. Yes, yes. My boy, Adam Ruby, I think, is the only one who listens to the show now. Adam, is this true? Huh? No, I'm joking. I, are you, I get mail all the time from people. It's wonderful. Thank you guys so much for listening. Everybody, you guys are amazing. I love you. Okay, I'm going Donald Trump here. Uh, this week, obviously, Hunter Collins. And before I get to the Hunter Collins interview, can I just say one last thing? I promise I'll shut up. Uh, I, I just wanted from the bottom of my heart, a very big, a very huge congratulations to the most amazing couple, Camille Sarovi and Lane Argue, uh, this past week got married in Saskatchewan. It was uh, an absolute beautiful wedding from the pictures that I've seen, and I cannot wait to hear about all the updates. And uh, they've been doing some periodic posting here and there, and it is absolutely wonderful. I'm so happy for you two. Mazel tov. Uh, love you guys. This is amazing. And, and I, I just, I know you guys are going to be together forever. So enjoy it, and I hope you guys are having a fantastic honey. All right, let's go talk to my wife, Hunter Collins. <laughs> Did you have a basketball? No. Why not? <laughs> I didn't want to fucking do anything with that. I had plans. <laughs> you had plans. <laughs> I went to a metal bar. Did you really? Shows. Yeah, I went down. I went to Distortion. I didn't even know there was a bar called Distortion in Calgary. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Who was playing last night? They had, they all had funny little pun names. Did they? One was like the bad, uh, the bad outs or something like that. And there was like, I don't know. I love that type of shit. My brother played with a band one time called Kentucky Fried Children. That's great. That's a great metal band. Yeah. You're into metal. I remember that now. Look at your shirt. 
Yeah, man. Obituary. Obit- I got this obituary <laughs> t-shirt. And last night, like the straightest, corny ass dude was leaving the show wearing like a polo tucked into his little pleated chino shorts <laughs> right and he goes slowly we rot man which is like a great <laughs> is obituary that like a line? album no it's way like, yeah i was like wow undercover metal really hat. yeah that's inspiring it's like it wearing is. a maiden shirt and stuff well even more obscure i guess yeah well me- heavy metal's in the heart i think it is and you're black wretched is there still art. like a lot of uh ton of like metal bars i'm sorry i'm eating a bagel in front of you i haven't eaten breakfast yet great. um uh, is there a ton of like metal shows out in like because you're in where Toronto? I'm in Toronto. You're yeah. still in Toronto. Okay. Yeah. Is there like a ton of places to go? Yeah, I think it's the same old places. There's like just dingy sort of leather bars, you know. Yeah. Like Bovine Sex Club is a famous one, and the Bovine um, Sex Club. Yeah, tiny little joint with a small, dirty ass, you know, spit soaked stage, and uh, mm. you know, a bunch of kits on the walls, and they play like. They'll play an Italian horror movie next to some softcore porn on two other like old tube TVs. And <laughs> no stuff. way! Yeah, yeah. I love that shit, man. Yeah, that raise a scare type. Here, I'm vibe. gonna give you uh, one of these bad boys. Ooh, thank you. I trimmed you my toenails for you, Jay. Did you? Yeah. I just trimmed my nails too I on just, my way over here. I used the uh, the scissors in the con- that they we have the condo there. I feel. There. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my god! And what again, I'm days. sorry I wasn't able to wear pants for you today, but I wanted to show you my new third testicle. Those are. <laughs> Those are those are great gams you got over there. I just got to put in. Great gams. This testicle is a hundred percent pure Chinese neoprene. <laughs> Dude, your one liners are dynamite. Oh. I, I watched it the other night, and uh, and I think your the lead off joke you 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 said if people haven't seen your act was something like uh, I've recently come out as bisexual, and everyone's cheering, giving you the big standing O because they're like, <laughs> no. Jesus, this guy's courageous. He came out to his parents, his family, the whole nine years, and you uh, the punchline. Was uh, yeah, I'm attracted to women and children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that's yeah, not a way to captivate an audience right off the bat, I don't know yeah, what. Yeah, I just yeah. play dumb. Like what? That's not what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Here, that joke came from because people are like, I don't know. I think it's it's funny with sexuality. People like wear their sexuality like a badge of honor. Right. And I've I don't know. I've, I was always raised like as a lefty kid. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And so you know, my parents had gay friends over all the time. And sure. I don't know wasn't an issue but right. i guess it does mean something to someone to come out to the parents especially if they're weird and strict yeah but it's now there's this weird people bragging about almost being bisexual you know like it's like it's something to be proud of but yeah. to me it's just a non-issue so. well i think what it is it's like you've got all these kids who are like 16 and they're declaring their mm-hmm. their sexual identity at such a young age but i don't think i mean i think you know when you know but i think even when you're in that uh you know, there's a lot of girls that go through like this uh, kind of experimental stage, mm-hmm. you know, where they're like, you know, they're being loosey goosey or they're drunk at the bar and they're kissing their girlfriends and stuff like that. But it's funny because I think you're right. There's some weird thing where people it's like they want to get the reaction or they want to get the the outlandish. Uh, it's like they want to make this declaration and have everybody be like, oh, that's so amazing. Right. And, and, and when you're just like, you know. I don't think that's a conversation you necessarily need to to have with everybody. Like, I don't yeah. feel the need to go around and tell everybody I'm straight. Right. And, and you know what I mean? It, but it goes right back to what you said about, like, it's almost this cool thing now to be like, hey, I'm bisexual, and everybody. people clap is the thing. Yeah. That's people are like very. And people are like, yeah. I'm like, what the hell are you guys clapping about? <laughs> 
So then when people <laughs> clap before I tell them I'm a fucking pedophile, <laughs> I just, I'm like, <laughs> you people great, are monsters. Man. And I just oh. turn it on them. What a dick move. I love it, though. I love your uh, comedy, man. It's brilliant. Oh, thanks. It's really, really good. So so you're back out here. We haven't talked in about a year. I yeah. think. I mean, we've kept on touch uh, here and there, but uh, you're back out in Alberta. You're back uh, hitting the clubs out west. So what's the schedule like from here? What are you, what are you doing? Uh, after uh, Calgary this weekend, I'll be in Vancouver next weekend, and then checking out the new Abbotsford and well, performing at the new Abbotsford and Victoria right. Yuck Yucks. I heard the Abbotsford Club is great, and Victoria is even more dynamite. Yeah, yeah. I saw some pictures of the Victoria Club. It looks like a place you could shoot a stand-up TV show. Yeah. Like, uh, like one of those old late... Uh, Fox Friday night comedy specials. I remember that stuff. That's yeah. great, man. I saw Daryl Hammond on that show. Did back you really? In the day and stuff. Yeah. I Whatever happened to Daryl Hammond? He's got mental issues. Does he really? Yeah. His mom was weird. He's a cutter. No. Like his mom was like a real guilt, guilt mom. Really? Yeah. I had a bit of a guilt mom, but did you? I don't cut myself. <laughs> Not that we know of, anyway. No, <laughs> but I think if you are a cutter, I think everyone knows. Because I actually I just think... recircumcised myself. <laughs> every couple of years, it grows back. <laughs> this new foreskin just grows back every couple of years. <laughs> this time, it sealed over. It was crazy. It was actually rather beautiful. <laughs> it's got a little toque down there. Yeah. Oh man, nice Daryl Hammond, because he had a successful run on SNL for a very long time, and yeah, it, it, especially yeah, Clinton and the whole nine yeah. yards. He did Ted it just Koppel. perfectly. I want to say I saw him recently coming back and maybe doing a little something on SNL. Yeah. Maybe he drops in once in a while and does stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he goes and does some impressions still, and he does. He had a book. He released a book. There's a lot of fucking tortured souls out there. Yeah. yeah because sure. before Daryl Hammond, it was really Phil Hartman who kind of, he didn't do a ton of impressions, but, you mm. know, they all kind of came from that same school of, uh, but Daryl Hammond, or sorry, uh, uh, I don't think Phil Hartman was necessarily a tortured soul. I think uh, his wife was a tortured soul who in yeah. turn shot him yeah. and killed him. But uh, Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. But I remember hearing a story about Daryl Hammond. Uh, he used to be a cruise ship comedian. Oh, wow. And then he got busted for coke down in, like, Jamaica. Mm. And the cruise ship was basically like, yeah, you're not welcome to reboard. And then, yeah, left him down there. Oh, wow. Which is pretty tough. Exiled in Jamaica with Ex a bunch of coke. <laughs> not the worst. That's not the worst situation <laughs> you could be in. Yeah. What about you, man? Are you a tortured soul at all? I don't know. We're getting deep in the podcast right I don't right know if I'm a here. tortured soul. Everyone thinks I'm really, really happy all the time. But it's, I think it's just because I'm nice to people. Yeah. I don't want anyone to endure the fucking constant strife <laughs> that I experience myself right. on the on a daily basis. Yeah, whatever. I struggle with <laughs> with fucking disappointing myself left and right and all that yeah. kind of stuff, but I don't know, I don't think I'm a tortured soul. You hard on yourself at all? Um, at times. I don't know. Like ev every summer's hard cuz I'm like <laughs> perpetually on the outside of the festival circuit looking in, you know, I'm just like this Why fucking is that, though? pariah. I don't <laughs> pariah. know. Uh, yeah, pariah carry. <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know. I don't brown nose. I don't, I don't, but at the same time, I don't like network, whatever that fucking means. Sure. I just feel gross about it. I'm like, I do my showcases. Yeah. Say my piece, kick some ass, but I don't like, maybe I should follow up with emails to these people and shit, but. Maybe that's where an agent should come in. Yeah. Hey. God damn. I got some of the best pedophile jokes in the biz. <laughs> Put that shit on CBC. <laughs> <laughs> because you kill like wherever you go. Like I've I've seen I've seen video. I've seen you in person. I mean, you do really well, man. Well, everywhere, yeah. yeah. But I, again, you know, has that just been a, a certain sector of the comedy business that's eluded you for? Yeah, the major festivals. The big I, festivals. Know, huh? They fucking bring me in to do like, you know, the Lake Simcoe County r River <laughs> Lake. 
festival every year. You know, I'm always do the the inaugural. Right. <laughs> I'm big at inaugural, inaugural. festivals. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Never the annual. <laughs> <laughs> Never the annual ones. Just the inaugurals. Over there in the Sunnybrook Badminton <laughs> Tournament inaugural comedy festival. <laughs> The Mustbog and Mud Flat Festival. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, any festival that has the word mud in it twice, you'll see me there. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I don't know. I did S- Sudbury Festival, and that's a lot. That was a lot of fun, you know? But there, it's all these, like, it's all the, um, the ones that aren't on TV, you know? Right, right. But I don't know. And I got this bilingual act. It's crazy to me. I'm like, you crazy assholes. Isn't this exactly what you want? I'm Canadian content. Let's talk about that for a second, because, uh, like I said, well, as we were talking before, like, um, I heard your, uh, I don't even know what the proper term, because I'm a dumb American, but uh, francophone? Is that what it is? What is um, francophone? Francophone is your uh, first language is French, and you speak, it's oh, just someone who okay. speaks French. <laughs> you know what I mean? Frank- You're like, Frank- go back to Donald Trump, you fat piece of shit. <laughs> francophone <laughs> is when your phone rings in Quebec, and it sounds a bit uh, <laughs> flittier. Because I find that I use that word with all my American friends all the time. Well, I'm like, well, he's francophone, for God's sake. What do you people expect? Uh, <laughs> they, think, they think it's some kind of mental disease <laughs> exactly. or something? Oh, is that like Alzheimer's? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, no. Uh, so, I mean, but, it, yeah, I listened to the album, and you sent it over to me. And yeah. it's, it, it's, it was brilliantly done and very well recorded and Thanks. very well received. Yeah. Uh, half the country speaks French. Why, why are you not uh, on the mass of the... Of the uh, Frank Franco Canadian charts here. Well, I don't pay. I don't spend any time in Quebec. Really, are there bookers in Quebec? Yeah, Quebec just Canadians so I don't know. When I'm asking the comedians Quebec about Canadians the business that I work rich. for. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like they. Well, because the, who's that one big comedian? That black dude. Is there a black? There's Sugar Sammy. He's Sugar like a Sammy. Guy. That's who it is. He, and he has specifically a bilingual act, and he is. And he and crushes it, man. Oh yeah, he's killing yeah. it. And um, and he markets this stuff really well. He doesn't have any of his material online. Like on really? YouTube or anything, all he has is his, his like uh, crowd work. Right. Is all he uploads. I think because in Quebec, the, mar- the you're so it's so insular that you burn your material really a lot quicker than you would in like Canada. Like no I can way. go play every yuck yucks. Well, some guys do go play every yuck yucks for twenty years <laughs> without right. changing changing you know, a tag. Right. But <laughs> um, Quebec supports their own uh, products, their own right. artists, and so. Like comedians are like uh, almost like almost uh, uh, bigger than rock stars. It's crazy. That's crazy, man. Yeah, I think just Quebec values the sense of humor and they value their own arts because there's nothing else really I was gonna say they made probably for them. Right, right. They probably celebrate that quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So like the sort of the um, formula for becoming a millionaire comedian in, in Quebec is you get on a TV show for mm-hmm. like six months on cable on French right. cable, you know, or better if you're if you're lucky, and then you write a hour and twenty minute long show. Right. Book the theater Saint Denis for six weeks. Do like six shows a week. Wow. Um, for six weeks, you know, right. and then come out of it a millionaire. Get out of town. Yeah. Pack wow. it. And like Sugar Sammy has some kind of record. Like he had like two years at a theater. Where like really? Yeah. Where he just and it was. What if we like change your name to like Honey Hunter? <laughs> like Sugar <laughs> Sammy does. Yeah. That'd be nice. Here's Honey the deal. Hunter. If I if I get you into the Saint Denis, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Saint Denis yeah. for six weeks and we sell that bitch out. We'll be really millionaires. We'll be millionaires. Yeah, yeah. We'll fucking be living on some crazy ass right. plane that never lands. I like challenges, plane. man. I like challenges, especially in areas <laughs> I don't speak the language. But uh 
to me, it doesn't make sense why you're not a huge hit in Montreal, man. Your comedy is, or sorry, not Montreal, but just Quebec. I think there's yeah, like Yeah, I guess I'd, I'd have to spend some serious time there, you know, yeah. and uh, do do the the grunt work and grind it out at the independent shows. And um, Derek Seguin took me out to do a bilingual show in Ottawa, which is really fu- fun right? Uh, for a thing called Cracking Up the Capital. It's like a Ottawa comedy festival, and right. they had like... Mary Walshin and Tim Steves, and um, we were on this So You Think You're Bilingual show where right. everyone performed in their weak language. No way. So I did my set in French, and like it was with this huge guy named Rachid Badouri, who's like one of the top French comedians. And he say did that name again. I love that. Uh, name. Rachid Badouri. Wow. So I guess Lebanese. I don't even know how to. S- yeah. Yeah, and um, he performed in English. Everyone was super funny. That was a lot of fun. So. Experiences like that are sort of really telling for me that it's like it's possible. It is possible. Yeah. yeah. But there's so many francophone communities around the country, you know, like and that's one thing that always bothered me about Quebec is they're always whining about the language is dying and this and that. It's like, no, there's just English people moving to Quebec and you never fucking leave because (laughs) you're a little scared dipshit. (laughs) They're so insular. But you like. I was in Sudbury. I was with two comics. Eddie King was one of the guys and uh, another dude. I don't remember his name, but they constantly go across the country performing in French. Right. And they play all these pockets throughout the country. They'll play, they'll play, they'll play French Manitoba. They'll play for Franco-Albertans. No There's way. pockets in B.C., wow. Saskatchewan, the Maritimes, Ac- Acadia, you know, uh, New Brunswick's pretty much their official language is French. We're going to... We're going to have to uh, sit down and see how we infiltrate these communities and pinpoint on the map where the hell all these places are. Yeah, Beaumont, uh, Alberta. Th- Beaumont, like Alberta. There's French, Al- I think there's like even a French Alberta university. Yes, I've heard of that before. Yeah. And and there's, a, there's I mean, not only uh, are there French immersion schools all over the place, mm-hmm. but uh, there seems to be a very strong network of, uh, of French-speaking Canadians that all live in Calgary, that all support mm. all these schools, and, and their schools are, like, on waiting lists and stuff like that. Wow. So good. It seems to be a uh, – it's something that doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon, that's for sure. That's good. As it's far as the f- language. It's funny because I encounter a lot of – like, I do a lot of jokes about bilingualism, whether I'm in an English club or doing a French show. And, like, sure. um, whenever I mention, like, I start sticking it to people who only speak one language, I make fun of the fact that they all have this, like – government-imposed mandatory minimum grade nine high school French, <laughs> right. they all start clapping, and they're so proud that they didn't <laughs> learn anything. They're proud that they didn't forget, that they forget, they're proud they forgot everything. Like, there's this strange uh, pride about their ignorance. It's almost like a Southern thing. It's almost like, uh, you know, in the States, you get racism, and I always say this, uh, uh, yeah. is that uh, like you go down to certain parts, and where the racism is so is so integrated that there's almost some uh there's almost some pride to it there's almost some there's almost yeah, some like right. yeah there's like this uh this it's ignorance pride thing. around it yeah it, it's uh it, it uh I, i'm i'm missing the the word i'm at a loss for words today but uh uh there there's there's almost some honor to it that that there's like this uh that there's this this place of ignorance that people are very proud of yeah and it's <laughs> like i know less than you and i like it that way <laughs> exactly what the hell is that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the word I'm looking for is integrity. There's almost like some <laughs> deep-seated racism to the point of integrity that people right. are proud of that, of that heritage. And it's funny because, like, like I, you know, obviously I grew up in the states, and when I ask people, um, yeah, do you speak any other language? And people are, you know, like, oh, I speak Spanish, or I speak, you know, a little bit of uh, Japanese, or I speak this. 
And then I come to Canada, and everybody says the same thing. Oh, I speak a little bit of French. I mean, I took it up until about grade nine, and then that was it. Yeah, I can, I and can I'm tell just you like what the ingredients on the side of a <laughs> box of cornflakes are. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I'm like, how do you take it all the way up to grade nine and don't complete that shit? I'm I don't not sure understand. the French term for riboflavin is going to help you <laughs> get a job. <laughs> That's crazy, man, that, uh, that there is such an identity here that, that, uh, that people just, uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's, there's, there's certainly an integrity to not knowing anything more than what you learned in grade nine. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. And it goes both ways because I know I was, I was raised, you know, I went to school alongside with French kids who were very pleased that they didn't understand English, you know? And wow. so I think a lot of people probably go to Montreal. And I, I know for a fact they go and they like, there's my buddy Ben Miner, who's at Sirius uh, XM there. Yeah. He's saying how like he felt language shamed because he would, he's got like, uh, he's able to speak French, but he has um like a Franco-Ontarian accent, which right. sounds like you don't know how to speak French, but you do. It's right, like right. It's a strange phenomenon. Yeah. And we're like, you know, a Franco-Ontarian they speak both languages busted up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, they know what they're talking about. So, um, yeah, people would switch no to, way. to English on him when he would address them in French, almost maybe to be accommodating, but at the same time, you know, as a customer, maybe you want to yeah. interact in French and r- work the rust off a little no bit. No shit. Well, because my brother traveled all through uh Quebec, and he said that uh, it was the most enjoyable experience he's ever had. That it's not as, yeah. He said that he's he's gone to a couple of small towns where there's some old school people who are like, like don't fuck with us type of thing. Like don't you know, don't bring your shit around here, your English bullshit or whatever. Uh, You know, but I think that goes more to to speak to the the historical side of things, where where people are very proud of of their heritage and and you know they don't want to see things change. But mm-hmm. but uh, everybody that I've talked to has said that uh, Montreal is the most beautiful city in Canada. That it's just the most artsy and the most uh, just and the women are, are yeah, yeah unbelievable. Yeah, just that. <laughs> <laughs> Women are gr- are beautiful across the country, though, and I think Mon- I think Montreal just happened to have this huge. Maybe it's like the Latin influx or something like that, yeah. like because it's French speaking. So like people from it's very close South America yeah. and um, you know like a lot of Lebanese, yeah, all moved there. Vietnamese, so really very multicultural. Really. Yeah, but just from the French speaking countries, you know. Well, it's funny because like my daughter is fluent in Spanish. Yeah, and when she moved to Canada a couple years ago, um, she took some French and she. F- Thought it was a very easy transition over. Yeah, th- it's the same thing practically. All yeah, it's just very Latin, it's uh, Latin rooted, right? Yeah, yeah. But Portuguese, I think that's why that stuff. Yeah. yeah, I think that's why the girls in Montreal, whatever, everyone thinks they're so hot. But now everywhere is multicultural, like pretty yeah. much all the big cities, anyways. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, so you got babes everywhere. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I like saying uh, I like make uh, poking fun at the Alberta girls here. I was that you the other night that was making that joke about yeah, the yeah. Up- yeah, okay. I was <laughs> trying to think who said it because I was like, that was brilliant, man. Because, yeah, I, I say, like, the girls in Quebec are kind of trashy, you know, yeah. and, like, they look like they can talk a mean game in the sack and everything, but Alberta girls, they have this, like, wholesome maternal beauty. Right. And I can tell they're all like, mm, I'm, not, I'm not your fucking mama, you know? They're all, like, <laughs> they're kind of pissed off, but I say, yeah, you know, you girls don't look like you can talk dirty in the sack, but you look like you could plan the fuck out of a trip to Ikea. <laughs> That was it. That was it. That was the money, the money line. That was awesome, yeah. man. You like got that. a great, great response from that too. Yeah, they yeah. Like I don't know. You know what it is? I think that Albertans love, and I because half of the Albertans here are all from other places. Like they're right. no one's really original. 
But I think there's some weird thing about Albertans that really love to be made fun of and to for people to point out the funny shit that happens here. Right. Like, it's like it's like uh, it's like Alberta thinks they're the Toronto of Canada. Like the, the, mm. the, 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 they're the epicenter. Like the, okay. the, the country kind of revolves around them. And I don't know if it's because of this false sense of uh, of, uh, of financial wealth that right. they the unprecedented wealth that we had here with the oil and gas. Yeah. That uh, we somehow feel that uh, the rest of the country is indebted to us in some way. I'm not quite sure what it is, but I find that there is a bit of uh, this uh, weird, uh, this weird uh, stigma where we think that the rest of the country looks at us like we're fucking Texas of the United States. Yes, like we're true. kind of the Wild West. That you know anything goes out here. And oh yeah, lots of yeehaw. Lots of yeah, a lot of rednecks and jacked up trucks and stuff. But I've also found that comedians that come into town that find things to make fun of here do really well. If they uh, yeah. make fun of people the way that they act, the way that they shop, the way that they talk, the way that mm. they work, the way, you know what I mean? The, no the idiosyncrasies. Nobody no, no, does. No one says, you're welcome. I mean, like, yeah. I always say thank you, and they're like, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's my biggest pet peeve. The man. fuck is that? I'm like, say you're welcome. Thank me for saying thank you. <laughs> <laughs> say you're welcome. I tell my daughter that, too. I'm always like, even like in traffic, when you let someone in, no one fucking waves. No one says thank you. Like, I don't, hear that, yeah. And I'm just like... You better not fucking let me catch up to you at the, at the light, man, because I'm going to be pissed you didn't wave to I me. I always want to take my thank you back. I'm yeah. Like, well, I'm taking that thank you back, and I'm replacing it with, uh, <laughs> you know, stick your fist up your own ass. Well, there's a great video that's on Facebook that just uh, completely uh, 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 capitulizes my entire life around holding the door open for people, because I'm, I'm bad for that. I hold it open for the whole fucking restaurant if they're coming out. Right, yeah. And nobody ever says thank you. Oh, they just leave. They just, like, people just walk right by me, and I'm just like... And now I'm starting to do the whole asshole. Oh, you're welcome. You know, like that type of a, <laughs> no, <laughs> the, a throwback, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, so okay. So over the last year, man, like uh, what goals? What I mean, we're, we're doing a uh, Tony Robbins uh, a power pack date with destiny here with Hunter. Uh, <laughs> where have you seen your career go in the last year? Are you are you happy with the progress that you've made? Are you are you are there new projects that you're you're working on? What's what's new? Well, first was. Uh, I um I got rid of my uh, vestigial tail, so I got my tail removed, and that sort of made me feel more comfortable Stop going to the swimming right pool now. and stuff. Stop! No, I'm just kidding. I don't have a tail. <laughs> you fucker. Um, <laughs> well, no, I just wanted to um, I wanted to sort of do different stuff in my headline set, and I wanted right. to um, just stray from the norm a little bit. And I right. think everyone's been calling me weird, and I never. <laughs> And I sort of like t- I'm taken aback by that. Like, right. I'm not like maybe I'm not weird. Maybe you're just fucking normal. Like, maybe, <laughs> like you're the one who fucking shops at Joe Fresh and watches Pixar movies. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're bland. Yeah, yeah. Um, because so, I never thought thought of myself as some fucking bizarre, uh, you know, um, absurdist. You know? <laughs> I'm not like a fucking Ionesco play or something. So <laughs> this, uh, so um, I've been trying to embrace it, right? Embrace the weird thing and sort of running with it. So, um. In my headline set now, I I um I've got like a, a screen and I bring a little portable projector. Yeah, I saw this thing. What, like, I didn't get to see it yet, but I'm like, what exactly is this? What um, I had the opportunity at my weekly show at Vapor Central in Toronto. It's at the, the Weed Lounge. Right. Uh, I've God bless that. you. We're doing that show for like almost eight years now, and we I had the luxury we had these TVs going through the whole place. Right. And I thought, wouldn't it be fun to do like sort of Conan O'Brien style? Um, you know, slideshow visual jokes. You sure. know, like he's always doing like the new quarters, right? For, right. For, like for this named after the states, and it's yeah. always some like 
stereotype about the place. About you know, the state, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, like uh, Utah, you know, three wives for every husband <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> right, yeah. right. So I've just been doing my own bits. Um, that I, So I got this little portable projector. Right. And it's like the size of an old audio cassette. It's like the size of a Red Hot Chili Peppers Greatest Hits cassette. Right. And, uh, I just um, load up a USB key with that, and I do bits like, um, you know, rejected offensive Nike t-shirts. No way. I'll do another one where it's like uh, lesser-known patron saints, yeah. you know, and I find all these old alfrescos of saints <laughs> that are, like, kind of really weird-looking, you know, and I'll be <laughs> right. like, this is uh, St. Saint Steve, you know, the patron saint of guys who kind of look Chinese but aren't. You know, he's got this, like, <laughs> weird little squinty look on him. Um, That's brilliant, man. Yeah, and the crowd's been responding really well to it, so, and it's fun for me because it's different and, yeah. and it's, um, it's a true expression for me and yeah. it's kind of lends itself nicely to my style. I like punchlines, you know, I don't like trailing off and being right. weird and quirky or whatever. Right, like, right. I think Garden State's the worst movie ever made. <laughs> um, yeah, I like to, I like to deliver. So yeah, no one ever like gets to joke. a fucking point in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> he just trails off. We were all worse <laughs> for seeing that movie. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so just at every turn, I got a fun little punch with the slideshow bits. And um, so I do that. I've got a little... Uh, Snake puppet that I I like out. that yeah yeah did you see Kobe oh you saw him I in saw the promo him on the video, video. <laughs> yeah Kobe's this another thing I developed at the weed show where he's just this dumb cobra who um, he's like you know those um, those robot hands you use to pick shit up that's yeah too yeah far? yeah that doesn't sum it up for the well it's like the it's my my mom uses them like there's reachers there's yeah, like these, uh, like these, like these grabbers yeah, yeah yeah a grabber yeah 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 but the grabber's a cobra head. <laughs> so I picked up. That's fucking I, rad, man. Yeah, I picked up the original one in Sydney, Australia. Right. And uh, I dragged it w- through like three continents with me on the road. I took it to Edinburgh. When no I went way. There. I took it through San Francisco and finally back to Canada. And um, I developed this bit for him where um, uh, Kobe just he, like pretends to be high all the time. He right. Wants to be cool. <laughs> And then just complains about his life eventually, <laughs> and like he gets all downtrodden about his ex snake wife and stuff. <laughs> no and way. How like you know she uh, you know she rarely blew him, and when she <laughs> did, she wouldn't swallow, and that's what you get for marrying a spitting cobra. And it's all a bunch of snake puns. That's great, man. I had one guy who uh, Adam Ruby. You know yeah, Adam yeah, Ruby? yeah, yeah, Adam Ruby. Apparently, yeah. he owns a bunch of snakes and shit. Yeah, he yeah. I like, heard him say that the other day. He goes, "I've got a bunch of snakes." Yeah, he's what like. <laughs> He's like, we got to get you at a herpetologist's convention with that <laughs> snake bit. Because I, like, I mentioned every type of snake I know in a pun. You and know? he was all over it. Yeah. He was <laughs> but Kobe he, fell apart one time when I was at uh, in Newfoundland. Like his fucking On stage? Head, like, yeah. No way. Like his head just fell off. <laughs> and it was like, it was this funny, like, destruction of a ventriloquist <laughs> dummy thing. So it kind of worked. No way. And people got a kick out of it. And then... Um, there was a guy in Newfoundland named Steve Coombs, who's right. a Yucks comedian, and uh, he uh, was uh, just coincidentally at like a reptile zoo with his kids, and right. found a exact replica of my cobra puppet there. No way! So he picked it up for me. He said, "Hey, next time you come through Newfoundland, I'll hook it up for you." And then Steve got like diagnosed with this super rare like pancreatic cancer. Oh shit! Yeah, and then. Um, and then my mom sort of was diagnosed with uh, with breast cancer at the same time, so oh we were like corresponding man. a bit at the time, and like there was no way I couldn't get back to Newfoundland sure. for a myriad of reasons, and you know even if I would, Steve was sick and stuff. But then Steve got this like miracle operation and made like a hundred percent recovery. Yeah, and my mom was fine, is fine too, and shit. So it was really oh cool. Man. And then 
so I was like, fuck it, man. I'm going to get this new Kobe puppet back. So I got Steve to ship mail it. One? Yeah, ship it over. So no I've got way. like Kobe 2.0 here on the road. And <laughs> Kobe has very sp- special, uh, a special place in my heart. <laughs> <and a> sentimental value. <laughs> That's crazy, so, man. Yeah. Well, first off, uh, congratulations on your mom making a recovery. Oh, and, 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 and Steve, it's... That's incredible. My dad actually passed away from pancreatic cancer. And I remember the My doctor God. coming in and saying, we've got this new treatment that could potentially save your life. And my dad was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, he was like, no, I'm, I'm out. What a cowboy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Straight up cowboy. Yeah, did I, I never shared this on the podcast before, but uh, oh. I, I was, of course, broken down in tears and my brother was yeah. crying and everything, the whole nine yards. And uh, thank you, man. And I walked in. And I remember my dad said, uh, hey, no more. Cr-. My dad was this Clint Eastwood type of ki- uh, oh, yeah. guy, right? And how long is tied up in here? Uh, yeah, so I, I, he calls me over to, uh, to his bed as he's uh, preparing to pass away. And he says, uh, you're done crying. Shakes my hand, says it was an honor being your father. Out you go. And that was it. <laughs> crazy, huh? That is crazy. Fucker went out like a blaze of glory, man. I That's was like. Something like uh, Jeff Bridges and Starman thank would have said you. before going back to his home planet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fuck off, America. I'm out. Thank you very much. Yeah. Spotlight fades. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. I'm that's wondering if that was that same type of a uh, of a cancer treatment or, or who knows what the case. But hey, congrats to Steve for Thanks. making a full recovery. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I respect that's that great. way of going out. Like we have a com- on your own another, terms, uh, man. You know, a comedian buddy by the name of Eric Bamberg who died of brain cancer recently. Wow. And uh, he he came to, to the Toronto scene from Sweden and. Um, just like he touched everybody, you know, he was Good like, dude, uh, uh, I mean, he was a molester. No, I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he was like, he just like everyone loved this kid. And yeah. then he went back to Sweden and then we didn't hear from him for a long time. And then his brother just posted something on Facebook saying that he'd passed away from brain cancer. No and, way. But Eric didn't tell anybody like he didn't um, make a spectacle of it or whatever, right. you know, like he sort of just wanted to die with dignity. And then it was almost like a practical joke at the end of the day, like. Get it, guys? I'm dead now. You know, like, <laughs> and uh, I love the little guy, and I, I always admired that. that That's uh, crazy, though. That's how I do it. Yeah, very Andy Kaufman. Yeah, nobody fucking knew about it. No, he just died. He didn't want. Maybe to, I don't know. He didn't want anyone's. We don't know sympathy. yet. No. That's crazy, though, man. That's uh, yeah. Life is. I don't know. It's fucked up. I didn't mean to go dark there on you, but um. <laughs> you want to talk though. about my dick or something? <laughs> <laughs> Hunter Collins, the, you keep me laughing all the time. It leads to the left. And it when does. it gets hard, people call it JFK because the head goes back <laughs> to the left. Goo I co- love that dark comedy, man. Out of it. I love it. I love it. Um, My girlfriend calls me Sweet Dick now. <laughs> isn't that great? Sweet and Dick. And Honeycock. Honeycock. Yeah. Hey, you've already got the nickname for the Sugar Sammy bit. So we've already got <laughs> the Honeycock. Go. Honeycock Collins. Oh, that's perfect. That's Honeycock great, man. Honeycock Collins. That's Woo. a dynamite fucking it's name. better than Pariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> Pariah Gary. So, are you happy in Toronto, man? Are you are you Love looking it. to move anywhere sometime soon? People, I notice that there's a migration, much like the uh, the, the swallows of Capistrano, that uh, there seems <laughs> to be a migration between Toronto and Vancouver. And it seems mm. like Vancouver is on kind of a resurgence right now. Ah. And there's a lot of comedians. Uh, I was just talking to Garrett Clark. He was talking about maybe making the move out there at some point. To Vancouver? To Vancouver. Yeah, a lot of people are uh, are thinking about making the move back out. And it seems to be, like I said, a pretty good resurgence of, uh, of comedy out there. There's a lot of great rooms and a lot of great you know places to, to uh, do. But um, 
Toronto still seems to be the hub, the place to be. Yeah, I think that it's it's like a immovable force right, right now. Right. Um, Toronto's great. I'm very happy there. I love Toronto. I've sort of, I th- I've I've never felt more accepted in a, in a city than in Toronto. You know, yeah. I'm sort of allowed to be myself, and even though people call me weird, it's often not in a pejorative sense. You know? <laughs> right. In Montreal is like you're too fucking weird. <laughs> And then, um, but Vancouver, I think, is a a bit too pricey, and b I just like I can handle being there for a week, but after a while, I can only handle so many people giving me updates on their energy, right? And where is that? <laughs> and they, it's not like hearing people talk about their energy; they're talking about how much they're depleting the fucking place of natural resources. Exactly. Out there, it's fucking chakras and auras, like every day. Yeah. Every day, and I don't care who it what who you are. Like it, it could have been like. Like the stereotypical uh, Birkenstock, uh, you know, stinky-haired hippie, <laughs> or it could have been—it's like some guy in a suit telling me like that his aura felt really blue that day <laughs> because he had a lot of ginkgo biloba, you know. So That's what I tell my brother all the time exhausting. too. My brother married this, uh, and she's a great girl. My sister-in-law's di- uh, just a dynamite girl, but she's yeah. very much into the same thing. And so I go over there now, and it's like the worst of the worst because uh, I, I refuse to smoke pot there now because uh when you get the munchies at someone's house i'm like uh you know you got chips you got pot and he's like i've got uh you know dragon seed and hamster hearts and like i'm like what <laughs> the fuck is this <laughs> I'm just like what is this shit i'm like what like you don't have any regular snack food and everything is like organic and gluten-free and all this type of shit and i'm like you know, I'm just waiting for you to wear like a mala and, and uh, you know, some uh, some prayer beads and, uh, you know, do some yoga and shit. But, yeah, he's totally flipped the lid. It's starting to move. It seems to be moving yeah. east now a little bit more. The Vancouver, the B.C. lifestyle is yeah, moving huh? east. Oh, Everybody man. here is all into the, uh, yeah, the same thing, man. I'm it's sorry. Fucking chia seeds are for decorating <laughs> clay, not for eating. This is <laughs> exactly. insane. Exactly. Salad in a mason jar. I'm like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> this in is, a uh, yeah, jar. this is like, this is getting ridiculous. But yeah, there is a lot of that. Uh, I've just started doing meditation now, That's uh, nice. which is, I've, I've never done it before. And I'm, I'm still not, I don't think I'm still 100% grasping it. I feel like it has improved my life a bit. Um, just in a sense of being a little bit more centered, mm-hmm. if that's not uh, even more of a Birkenstock. Uh, but that's tangible, you know. It's not. I'm yeah. Like, I'm sorry, you don't have an aura. <laughs> there's no imaginary energy there's floating no, around yeah, you. There's nothing glowing around your head. You don't have a fucking chakra either. You have a liver and a spleen and a shoulder blade. But I. Uh, but I'm wondering why people. Yeah, yeah, I think that it, it calms me a little bit more. Yeah. I think it calms me a little it's bit measurable. more. Measurable. So I, yeah, and I've, I've so I've bought into that. I'm not quite bought into everything else that uh, that it that it has to. Yeah. I mean, some people might say that auras are measurable too, because you know the fucking crystals that they drop out of a velvet pouch, <laughs> and the tea leaves that spun counterclockwise indicate that they have a purple aura that day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Ask they're your tea one. leaves if the fucking dolphin's gonna cover the spread. <laughs> Let's make some money on this shit. <laughs> That's so true, man. Oh my god. Oh, that is so true. But yes, yeah, so I couldn't live in Vancouver for that. If I had to live in an English, ah, fuck it, not even. I was gonna say if I had to live Where in an English-speaking city that in Canada that wasn't Toronto, right? I'd live in Calgary, but I'd live in Calgary over Montreal, I think too. Would no. you really? Yeah, Montreal's changed. What appeals to you about Calgary, man? Not that I'm knocking um, Calgary, but what appeals um, to you? Calgary to me is f- um, friendly and um, affordable. I hear like <laughs> I hear rent is like. Prices are plummeting, actually. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, a renter's market for sure. Yeah, yeah. and um, just I, th- I like the, I like the people. The people are, 
um, metropolitan, but mm-hmm. not hoity-toity. Right. There's not a lot of pre- pretentiousness. Um, and e- every you know you have everything. It's not hard to go see a movie. It's not hard to get yeah. a pizza. It's not hard yeah. to get some booze. Oh, the fucking liquor stores here. Yeah. Oh my god. Are they it's good? Like Are they it's all made like privatized liquor stores. Yeah. That's you guys great. don't have that over there? No. I have to go to the fucking the government, government store? sanctioned. What? Yeah, I got to go to the ration shop to get my <laughs> fucking drink on. They still monitor liquor sales out there, huh? Yeah. Really? Here too. Holy shit. Yeah. Do they have like weird shit like you can't get it on Sundays and stuff or is there anything like that? Uh, Not anymore, but that's like even like I heard like as recently as like 1991 you couldn't get booze on a Sunday. Yeah, there's a lot of towns that, that and there's even dry towns uh, out there as well that they don't allow liquor in their yeah, city that's limits. Mental. Man. That's I crazy. was in Dallas one time. I went to a 7-Eleven. They're like, nah, so you can't get beer. This is a dry, dry I'm like store. I'm in Texas. Dry uh, county. Yeah, there's t- three things I want to do here. <laughs> Fight, Drink beer. Fight fuck. Shoot a rattlesnake with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and yell at the mother of my children. <laughs> the Texas starter pack right there. That's all you need. Oh, man. Yeah, you know what? Even in Texas, um, you can't... I'm trying to think here. When I lived in... I lived in Harris County, Texas, which is like Houston area. And okay. you can't go to a bar and you can drink beer on Sunday. But you can't order hard liquor on Sunday. <laughs> so it's still it's still one of those things. These bullshit. Uh, Protestant it's weird, isn't it? Dorks. It's all Bible Belt shit. It's all Protestant bullshit. It is. Yeah. All this uptight stuff. It's all c- comes from that. It know? does. It does. And so if you ha- if you wanted to buy hard liquor on a Sunday, you had to be a member of a club. Now, miraculously, every bar offered a membership, oh, okay. <laughs> so you just pay like five bucks or whatever, and then you can you can drink okay, that's hard, hard alcohol. It's, it's weird. Strange. Like, who gives a fuck? It's a what very weird this? thing. Although I did have a uh, this is uh, I'm going uh, I'm going to digress for a second. Uh, uh, I was smoking. Uh-oh. It was uh, it was Sinking smoke out 2016 yesterday. <laughs> smoke a palooza at, uh, at at Hershey's house yesterday. Okay. And uh, I invited my brother over. We do this annual thing where uh, you know we get rid of uh, get rid of everybody in the house, and we just we we just start lighting them up and start smoking. Cool. And it's been a wonderful thing. Uh, yesterday, I decided to have it at my house because uh, we got the munchies there. Thank God, I'm yeah, not going to go over there and wait for his aura to come shining through with <laughs> unicorns and crystals. Um, <clears throat> and so we were at this uh, stage in our in our smokeout session where it was uh, we were done with the salty snacks. We wanted something sweet. Mm. And I was rummaging through the uh, the kitchen looking for cookies or, I don't know, something to munch on. And the fucking oh. doorbell rings. I swear to God, this is like by the hand of God. The doorbell rings. And I think it was my daughter. My daughter went camping for the uh, weekend. And I'm like, oh, it's Jasmine. She must have forgot something. So I go to the door. I open it. And there's this little Filipino girl uh, raising, oh. uh, raising money for some – I didn't even – ask her what the fuck it was for but she had uh boxes of crispy cream donuts come on i swear to god what the i took hell? a picture with her just just for prosperity reasons because <laughs> i knew nobody would believe me and <laughs> i started texting people <laughs> starts pouring out of your front door you i'm rubbing a lamp by the yeah i'm just like i'm doing a scissor kick <laughs> fuck in tights i'm jumping around yeah doing roundhouses and everything uh yeah it was the most unbelievable thing and i thought this has been sent from god above if there is a, a, a God above, this was sent to my front door, um, this little girl bringing me a box of Krispy Kreme donuts. And so before she could even say fundraiser, I was like, yes, how much are the boxes? And she was like 10 bucks or 15 bucks for a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. 
And I was just like, God bless your little heart. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we fucking munched out, man. It wow. was dynamite. It was but, a puff uh, day miracle. It was. It was. I, I don't. You don't smoke weed that much anymore, though, do you? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just a low case. It doesn't take me a lot to get high. To get so, like, up, I'll yeah. roll a joint, and it'll last. A joint will last me a day. Yeah, and I cut it with tobacco. Like yeah, yeah. Fucking. Well, same. Weed. Like I do, like maybe a quarter. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, because now, I mean, weed is like rocket fuel, man. It's, it's not insane. like it was before. Like even before in like, you get I started the smoking shit. like '99. Yeah, you know, and, yeah, and yeah. even back then, it was like, I don't know, it smelt more like a tree yeah 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 now it smells like a fucking like a like a new floor mat for your car <laughs> weed you know it's like what is this oh man yeah the the whole reason why i bring it up is because uh uh your your roommate extraordinaire uh, my my good pal mr cal post was oh, here yes. just a short while ago and uh we did round two on uh smoke a palooza and nice. uh and that guy can smoke yeah he yeah, can he fucking smoke oh yeah he can smoke and forget to do dishes for weeks on end <laughs> We're calling him out. <laughs> How does the apartment look, boys? Oh, man. Yeah, we had a great conversation, and uh, he had probably about four or five uh, blows off the old uh, Jay here and was just completely <laughs> annihilated. But, yeah, it's uh, it's very strong shit nowadays. They don't do it like the old school. That's the dirt weed type shit that they used to do. No, like I just want to feel giddy. I don't want to feel like my teeth are trying to come out of my eye sockets <laughs> and remember the fatality of all my loved ones. Like the mortality of my loved ones. Oh, know. we had a we had a uh, an Emmy award winning moment on that podcast too, because uh, uh, Cal was vaping. Now. Oh, f- yeah. Cal just loves to vape. Apparently, was he vaping the weed or his little? No, uh, he was just vaping his oil or whatever. And I had just got done seeing this broadcast about uh, vaporizers blowing up in the faces of its users. Have wow. you seen those? Where they have I've these malfunctions no. and they blow up in people's faces. Whoa! And. Uh, I was pretty high, and I just was like, have you ever, you ever just suck on that thing and think it's going to blow up in your face? And he was like, well, I am now. Thank you very much. <laughs> but, yeah, I was kind of free. I've never vaped before, um, and it seems like it's uh, it's a quite popular thing to do. Now, everybody fucking vapes. Everybody vapes. Everybody vapes. <laughs> That's a great song. Um, we, you yeah. go to the mall, people are vaping. You go to the movies, people are outside vaping. Like, there's vapors everywhere, and I don't quite know what the fuck it is that you're smoking. Is it liquid? It's uh, glycerin-based, I think. It's the same stuff that comes out of smoke machines. I know like he was telling shows. me. Oh, okay. I know he was telling me it was like, uh, and then you can get like different degrees of nicotine in there or something like that. If you're trying to cut down, I think it lowers yeah. the nicotine right, right. or something. But that's, if uh, you use it that way, I back it up. It's just, I don't know. I just don't like the fucking smell of it either. <laughs> yeah, it's almost just as bad as, as smoking a cigarette, I would imagine. I yeah. mean, maybe not as. It doesn't stick on your clothes and shit, probably. It's but m- it Honestly, it smells like, uh, you know, your grandma ate a handful of berries <laughs> and then coughed in your face. <laughs> I don't need that shit. I love it, man. I love fucking it. Fucking Metamucil and blackberries? <laughs> Metamucil. No es bueno, no not. <laughs> Abuelita. <laughs> Abuelito, no es bueno. Um, wow, we've covered a lot of ground here. I'm not sure if we made any progress, <laughs> so to speak, but we did cover a lot of ground. Um, what's up next for Hunter Collins, man? What can we expect next year when we're doing the roundtable podcast here again? Uh, I've got a couple cool things uh, happening in the coming months. I'm going to do a, um EP recording at New York Comedy Club wow. in uh, New York City um with comedy records my buddy barry taylor he puts out these eps every once in a while and uh barry taylor sounds like a a dynamite entertainment name 
right? Doesn't yeah. it? It, it does. sounds like, uh, yeah. Like there was a guy I knew named Danny Bland, and he had a, a company called American Bland Stand. Oh, and I yeah. was like, that's fucking, that's you just, you're meant to be in this business. <laughs> yeah, Barry, Barry Taylor. Taylor Barry Taylor. Like a, yeah, like he's, uh, like he should be behind a desk with a gold records behind his name. Yeah. Or behind his All uh, artists his wall. you've never heard of. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is the John My bike Henderson in the kickstands. <laughs> yeah, all this shit. You're like, oh, crap. <laughs> So Barry Taylor is going to be producing a little EP for you. Yeah. Recording. And, uh, it's, at, yeah. it's at a cool, quaint little comedy club that I think it's e- easy to fill out there. And they have a bunch of barkers that, um, you know, hand out flyers in Times Square. How often do you get down to New York City, man? Never. Um, That's crazy. Really, yeah. Like, I've, I mean, I've been like three, four times in my yeah. life. But this will be just to do uh, this recording. So that'll yeah. be fun. And then That's uh, awesome. Yeah. I don't know. I might try a little, uh, try to gain some ground. Stateside and yeah, I was going to ask you, is, you is that on your horizon at all? And yeah, yeah, I'm going to try to get some work out of this comedy club in Miami too, and mm-hmm. um, um, have them sort of uh, be my sponsor or whatever. And yeah, um, yeah, try to try to gain some ground there. Just because I don't know, I'm just sort of um, I feel finally like I've sort of I'm getting to a bit where I I want to be in this country in terms of my creative development. Right, not to sound like a hippie art. Queer? No, um, not at all. And I use queer, uh, like, uh, I'm in on the joke. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm a $3 shit eater. And, um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I just think it's time. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, are you, are you, you said that you wanted to stay in Canada uh, creatively, and, and, and do, I mean, are you, are you happy? In, I'm, I'm, I love Canada, man. I don't know if I ever want to yeah. move from here again. I do. I just think that, I think there's more that, there's more out there for me. You but know? are you, are you looking like European wise or are you looking North American wise? Uh, North American. North wise. America. Yeah. I always I say like I, I wouldn't mind moving back to L.A. if I made a lot of fucking money. Right. Because I think it's like it's a different lifestyle than it is if you're just living with a bunch of people in a fucking apartment waiting for something to happen. Yeah. Like everyone's kind of out there doing the same thing. But uh, I think if I if I had a little bit of clout, a little bit of money when I moved back there, then I think the struggle wouldn't be so bad, probably. Mm. But uh, Los Angeles, I find daunting. I just think I'm, I I see the way comedians who um, who have been to LA, like how how it affects them, and sure. when they come back, right, they're kind of like always looking for someone more important to talk to. Right, right. They got their heads on a swivel, and it's frankly disappointing, you know. So yeah. Um, Are you more leaning towards like the New York or, yeah. or just all across the? Yeah, I'd like to just. New York seems like it's it would be kind of cool, man. They shove a lot of comedy down your throat, mm-hmm. and uh, like I was talking to uh, who are some of the people I know down there: uh, Mark DeMeo, Aaron Berg, uh, mm-hmm. Liz uh, Mealy, uh, all these comedians down there that just uh, you know I, I'll talk to them and I'm like, so what what do you got going tonight? Oh, we're doing seven clubs. <laughs> like, wow. like they're doing like it starts at seven at night and it goes to like one o'clock in the morning, and it's just cool. these like I'll go to this place, do a set, this place, do a set, catch a train down the street, then to do a set there, and I'm just like. Fuck, that's amazing, man. And everybody right. seems to really enjoy it over there. Yeah, I mean, that's what I hear. And I've got a lot of friends down there doing great. So, you know, I'll look to them for advice and yeah. try to cash in on some favors, you know. I just, I've sort of like, I don't know, I feel like I've been giving a lot in right. the last um, five years or so. And um, it's, I just want to take a little bit. It's time to take. Mm-hmm. Time to be selfish a bit. Yeah. 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 Good for you, man. But until then, it's back to Cal Post hideout, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, our apartment's great, man. We're uh, we're above ground now. <laughs> that's right. I remember you guys were in the dark, uh, the dark the dingy. Crypt. Yeah, that's the crypt. <laughs> oh boy, those were dark days. <laughs> but 
yeah, now we live above a fucking sock store. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah. Run by How these, far like, from like the epicenter of Toronto, like downtown oh, it's Toronto? It's right there. It's right there. Really? Yeah, yeah. Is it crazy expensive over there? No, no, no. It's we got a good deal. Yeah, but I think there's just good deals to be had in, in Toronto. The rent is pretty exorbitant, I think, sure. uh, generally speaking. But no, we we uh, we lent out. They yeah. landlords leave us the fuck alone, and that's awesome. Yeah, it's nice. I've I've, fi- I've finally tracked down a good souvlaki joint because it's Greek town and very nice. I go to this one place where uh, it's run by this like grizzly old Greek dame who's like threatens to kill me every time <laughs> I go there. <laughs> but it's kind of like our little joke. I and love uh, that. I love those types of places, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Uh, <laughs> you know, hard love. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm ha- really happy there. I've got a little basil plant that I speak to every morning. Nice, nice. Yeah, check its chakras. <laughs> check the aura of the uh, basil plant. <laughs> well, man, continued success, and uh, and uh, definitely looking forward to uh, to hearing you uh, uh, killing it, not only here in Calgary, but all the rest of the clubs that you're hitting across the West Coast. And, hey, uh, thanks for having me, Jake. Thank you again for coming on, sir. A pleasure, really. Hey, party hard, smoke like it's weed. And I think the last Love drop you gave me was uh, this is Hunter Collins. Fuck the police. Yeah, what, yeah. probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my All right, folks, and there you have it, the interview with the ever-so-hilarious Mr. Hunter Collins. What a pleasure. Absolute pleasure, sir. Uh, That's right, folks. Check us out every week for uh, new and exciting interviews. We've got a killer one coming up here. It's just it's unbelievable. I I don't know. I'm going to stop rambling about it because it's uh, kind of a... Uh, I was a big, big fan of this person, so I'm very honored to sit down and and, uh, shoot the shit. So, uh, hey, stay tuned. It's going to be great interviews and more of them all the time coming up here at the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. On behalf of myself, your host, Jake Hirsch, and the entire Yuck Yucks crew, Mr. Mark Breslin, of course, our executive producer, Kira Williams, and our web mistress. And I'm telling you, I'm so happy for you, Camille, uh, you and Lane. You guys are the best. Uh, Congratulations on the marriage uh, our web mistress on the one, twos, and threes, Camille Sorovi, folks. And of course, Lane Argue, who lays down all the acoustic tracks on this podcast. Thank you, sir, and congratulations to you as well. All right, stick around, kids. We will see you next week. <laughs>